Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And we want to welcome back to the podcast, Eric from Watchmen Minute and Almost Famous Minute. Hey, glad to be back, guys. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It, um, it's Minute 52, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Fright Night. <laughs> it begins with Charlie taking Nancy Reagan's advice and ends with seven years of bad luck. So as I was referring to, Charlie says no. Um, <laughs> I forget what he's responding to. <laughs> oh yes, uh, you don't want to cause your friends any more pain, do you? And so yeah, he 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 really doesn't literally want to cause his pens his friends any more pain. And uh, I, I think it's that we were talking uh, about how throughout this movie, Charlie is the you've got to believe me trope for a lot of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's here where he's kind of broken out of that you've got to believe me trope because he's accepted what he knows. He's not about to convince everybody else. He realizes he's just got to be the hero here and get everybody out and safe. Yeah. Jerry also seems to make a meal out of uh, Charlie losing his spine where he says, mm-hmm. like, you finally convinced I'm not a vampire, right? <laughs> yeah, Charlie's just got to, like, suck it up, and he just kind of spits out a, like, a really catty, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's I, like, now. I, I use the word in my notes, contemptible. Contemptible. Yeah. That's a little better than catty, but. Yeah. <laughs> when he says that, yes, I almost, like, just want to be like, now. So, yeah, Jerry chuckles. He's like, oh, I'm glad that's settled. And, uh, yeah, he goes as far as uh, clap Peter on the back. They're good buddies now. It's, a, it's just a way he's kind of, you know, he's been working Peter. He's been working everybody. But he knows, Charlie knows what he knows. But he, he can work these people, and then maybe they can corral Charlie into not messing with him, with him anymore. You know, give up. Do you think that, or do you think that he just wants everybody out of his house so he can then go get Charlie at this point? I feel like Charlie's gone too far, and I think that's what that warning is, is you don't want to cause your friends any more pain, Charlie. You know, like, you keep it up, and I'm going to have to kill them, too, Mm -hmm. because you're fucked. (laughs) You know, you keep it up, and uh, your old hot mom next door, she's done, too. Yeah. That's the I don't think that I think Charlie's gone beyond the point of no return. Eric, what do you think? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, he, he's he was ready earlier to to take him out and so forth. So, um, but but yeah, like you're saying, it's it's it, he's going to take it even farther now with yeah. his friends. Even even though he seemed to he seemed to get uh, you know Charlie to uh, agree right. to stop seemingly possibly, but 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 we know he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, he's gonna—he's right not right out there and continuing on with uh, trying to get Peter right to do something to help. Yeah, I think uh, the stabbing him with the pencil was probably the last straw for him. But I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah, uh, then you, and you keep it up. And then you're bringing the cops over. Yeah. And you're, now you're friends. Like, it, it's, uh, I just don't think, I think if the movie were to play out differently, I think that Charlie would be dead. Maybe not tonight, maybe not tomorrow, because that would be a little suspicious. Mm, but yeah. it, he would go, because Jerry would know Charlie's not going to stop. But then maybe sooner is it better because he's going to probably keep trying to tell his friends about it. So maybe maybe they're all done right now. I think this is a moment like I don't I don't think there's redemption for Charlie, at least. And maybe not anyone. It's hard to say. I love Chris and this scene and every scene that, you know, we call him Chris because we know him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that's the vibe I get. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because. You know, he's now played this whole act in order to get his friends, at least, to see that Charlie is acting crazy and shouldn't be believed. But then what happens after suddenly he's murdered horribly? (laughs) You know, this attracts more attention. Yeah, that's why it's it's hard to say. Or does he start calling the cops on Charlie or does he, does Billy take care of the problem in that way? Sorry, it's. But as we know, spoilers, we don't have to worry about that. Any, we don't have to ponder any of that shit because it's not what happens. <laughs> I think the decision is definitely made next minute. We'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> I think it's a definite well, yeah, decision. Right. Well, there's a the little bit I think that was like was it last week when 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 they met? You, you, were, you were talking about a little bit about it before. I thought last minute uh, that uh, um, uh, Amy. His his you know realization there's a, there's like a something a previous woman yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah the painting so yeah yeah this this whole yeah that whole thing that's uh, you know he, he definitely has eyes for her now that they've been introduced and so yeah. it's not just a matter of killing everyone necessarily it's gonna you know it's did we ever delve into that vampire trope where it came from the long lost love this you know because it, it's a dark shadows thing that happens mm-hmm. with Barnabas Collins he he meets uh, he his love of his life was a woman named Josette and then then there's like a Maggie I think is there, it's been a long time since I watched that show yeah. um, Maggie appears and she looks just like Josette uh, so he becomes obsessed with her so I, I wonder if we'll have you know we'll have to check that out sometime like where what started that? Because that's not. It's in Fright Night. It's in Dark Shadows. I wonder yeah. what, what other vampire uh, movies and things. You know, wasn't in Dracula, so we can't credit like so many things are to Bram. But I don't know. Just curious. My encyclopedic memory is uh, malfunctioning, but it does seem very familiar. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. we do know in, in regards to this movie, it's a Chris Sarandon invention. He put he introduced that right. to the script to give Jerry mm-hmm. more layers. Um, yes. And so then they had the painting made and all that. Right. But um, and there's actually a little extra in the script that I'll mention tomorrow um, that kind of expands a little bit, but you know not much. But anyway, um, so Amy, speaking of, is looking uh, a little embarrassed as uh, she and Ed follow uh, Peter and Jerry into the foyer, and uh, she doesn't even look at Charlie. I noticed, and but Ed as he's following them kind of looks back inquisitively at, uh, uh, Billy and Charlie. And I don't know if that's a, something Stephen Jeffries decided to add into the scene or, you know, if, it's, if he's a little suspicious of like, what's going on here, you know, because Charlie goes to follow and, uh, that's when Billy steps in the yeah. way. <laughs> and, uh, big bully, Billy, big, bully. 
Yeah, and it's just like a little music beat here too, um, just to like, ooh, uh-oh, and Charlie has to walk around him. Um, Jonathan Stark uh, uh, said in Deadly Magazine number 10, quote, I just thought it would be a great moment to mess with Charlie, so I just go and stand right in front of Billy out of nowhere. He means Billy Ragsdale. Um, it played so great because it was a little out of the blue, and that was my whole relationship with him and with Peter and the others, too. I was just a bully, and I was going to have fun with it because I knew no one would believe this kid, and that gave me power over the whole situation. I love when actors talk as if they are the characters, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, as I, I've said before, this podcast, like I almost find Billy a little scarier than um, than Jerry, just because he's just mm-hmm. what is he? He's funny. unpredictable. What yeah. is he? Yeah, we've had that conversation. I think he's just kind of funny. Yeah. I see the humor in it. Yeah, and and with what you're saying, I mean, Jerry is just so damn charming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dreamy. <laughs> He's just neat, I should say. He's neat. <laughs> so, yeah, then we cut to, you know, shooting from the foyer. Uh, looking back in, we see Jerry chatting up Amy. <laughs> hey, feel free to stop by any more time. You'll always be welcome. And then uh, I'd like that, Mr. Tandridge. Oh, I bet. You know? <laughs> Amy's like, I'll walk to, I'll walk over to Charlie's house. Uh, maybe I'll stop by and say hi to Jerry for a minute. Um, he says I'm always welcome. So, and uh, yeah, and then he says, please call early. me Jerry. Sundays, right? What's that? I said, but just not too early. <laughs> I sleep <laughs> on Sundays. I was quoting Biff, but yeah, come over at uh, after six. Yeah, and I don't know if you notice that I'm really religious, so don't bring anything that glorifies religion at all. Uh, no crosses. <laughs> Also, right. not a fan of Italian food. So if you're coming over for dinner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Char- like, what? I do like fruit. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Charlie walks. He gets past Billy and he tries to usher them out. And then uh, then Jerry was like, oh, yeah. Hi, Ed. Uh, you, you come by as well. You know, we, we watch. We have similar interests. Horror movies. The occult. Um, so <laughs> just interesting. Like, and I don't know. How does... Uh, how does Jerry even know what Ed likes? I don't think he's mentioned, unless that conversation carried on that that we saw a part of Ed, yeah. Ed talking Something about the phone. Something maybe. Oh. Ed checking in like, hey, we're going to be over in like a few minutes. I uh, just want to give you a call. Um, he's like, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just watching Psycho. <laughs> Psycho, huh? I love horror movies. Oh, do you like the occult too? <laughs> play, playing with my Ouija board. And- <laughs> yeah. Uh, just lighting some candles in here, and uh, you know, not in a. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe we don't know what's. You know, we've only seen snippets of what Jerry's doing at night yeah. when he was in Charlie's room, and maybe he flew over to Ed's house. You know, when he knows they're friends, or maybe he just looks at him and says, "You know, <laughs> look at this fucking. You <laughs> must be into this kind of thing, you know. You're probably uh, into some slasher bullshit." <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, that is a, I just, you know, because I love this movie so much that every time some plot hole like that is pointed out, I, I get defensive. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think it's more fun to not, I don't like pointing them out and going, God, they really messed that up. I like making yeah, up yeah. stupid stories about uh, Jerry and Ed being phone buddies and, and chatting up, <laughs> chatting about horror movies in the occult. Right. <laughs> 
so so Peter is ahead of them, and he's approaching the door, and he's looking pretty pleased with himself. He's ready to have a good old cigarette, and uh, pulls out the mirror, and then takes a look in the mirror and sees doesn't see Jerry, and uh, whoa, yeah, bum, bum, bum. and I forget was was there previous stuff with this cigarette case that has a mirror in it? Yes, yes there, there, there is. Um, he kind of gets reminiscent about it's a prop from one of his old yeah. movies, Orgy oh, of the Damned. Yeah. Or Jeff the Damned. Yeah, he gets a little reminiscent about it when Amy and Ed go to his apartment, I guess. Uh, yeah, so a little foreshadowing there with the thing and with the mirror. But and we've, there's a, I, go ahead. I, I just wanted to say, but, but we were kind of going, wow, he seems to just have this prop out of nowhere. But as we see when he opens it, he's got cigarettes in there. So, and we've right. noticed the ashtray in his apartment. We haven't actually seen him smoke a cigarette before, uh, but he's ready to smoke now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so that that's why he's got that mirror case on him, you know, at all times is because he carries his cigarettes in it. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that's kind of my, what I'm going for, for as well, though, too, is, I mean, it's, you know, if, if, if he's going to pull a cigarette out of it, I mean, I don't think I don't think mirrors in cigarette cases are necessarily a normal thing. Right. So it's it's a matter of you know I always almost always when I when I was a kid I, I think I thought about it wrong and I thought he was purposefully pulling out this mirror to to, to to get yeah to to look to to see if you know just just do my own little test on the sly so Charlie doesn't know I'm you know into it but I mean totally seeing this I'm seeing and seeing his reactions and all that well I mean you can still have the same reaction sure yeah. I, I had he the really same seem to be acting in a way that is, oh, I'm going to pull this out and do this one last little test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I saw this scene the way you did before. It was just like, I'm, I don't, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm, this is a little weird. I'm just going to, what the heck? I'm going to check the mirror myself, but right. you know, watching it like almost like a frame by frame kind of thing and noticing the yeah. cigarettes are in there. He's looking, he's looking pretty pleased with himself. He's this, the, the, he's yeah. going to get his check. He's going to get this teenage girl's money <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to pay his, his pay his rent off and uh, life's good. And uh, he's, he's about to head out the door. He's going to have a cigarette in his mouth. And, uh, and then he just decides to look in the mirror. Uh, and yeah, and it's why he has it with him, though, is because it's a cigarette case. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. It, and at this, to me, every time a mirror is, I mean, I, I it's very memorable. I love the scene. <clears throat> and to me, in my mind, until this time through doing this podcast with you, it was always the mirror scene. Yeah. And then, of course, we've talked in previous minutes about the scene where, Jerry enters the Brewster's house through Mrs. Brewster's bedroom window and walks past that mirror Mm -hmm. and doesn't cast a reflection. And I really never noticed it, but we've talked about that. So to me, when I think about a mirror in Fright Night, it's always this. It's always this Mm -hmm. compact, you know. Right, right. Because the one in Mrs. Brewster's bedroom, you really have to look for it. And then there's, of course, the one later on in this movie, which uh, is a little bit more apparent. But, you know, Peter's definitely staring at this mirror and and going, what? (laughs) So... So so Peter gasps and uh, drops the mirror, uh, the case, and uh, you hear a little breakage, and uh, yeah. Jerry notices something wrong, Mr. Vincent. I just love this, the, the, the stammering. Like, I've been in this situation before. I mean, not literally the situation before with the vampires. <laughs> really? And, like, thinking that I know that he's a vampire. But, you know, when you're, like, caught almost in a lie, and you're just, like, 
someone just jumps right on it and realizes that, uh, you know, something might be up with you and you have to like really try to quickly think of the best lie you can, the most believable lie you can. And, uh, maybe it's and just me. <laughs> but, all right. Let's, uh, let's explore this a little bit. Robin. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm just going to lay down on this couch here. Uh, I'm a liar. I lie a lot. No, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just so, it's such a funny reaction. I love, I love Roddy, how he pulls this off because it is, it's so like natural. Like you're like, it's almost like breath caught in your chest. You're like, your heart's racing a mile a minute. You're like, Oh my God, make up something, make up something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the last, uh, part of this, uh, this minute is Peter picking up the case, leaving a noticeable, uh, shard of glass on the floor. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes I just love how these minutes are broken up, like, perfectly, as if Tom Holland was yeah. like, there'll be a minute-by-minute minute podcast coming up soon, I'm sure. Uh, let's, let's break on the shard of glass right as we go into the next minute, like, as a big cliffhanger. Well, I mean, it, it does sort of make sense. I think a screenplay is generally a page per minute. So if you're trying to land every page with almost a punchline in some way, you will have this. And that's what we've, everybody talks about the script of this movie, how, how great it is, but it, it does, it, it, it moves. Yeah. And I think maybe that's a, that's, that's for screenwriters out there. Maybe that's the key is to have each page of your screenplay end with a little bit of a, a joke or a cliffhanger or something, you know, because this movie really feels that way. Every minute we end, it's almost perfect. Mm. It's almost on a perfect little, very rarely have we had to cut between a sentence, you know, or it's happened a few times, but not, not often. Yeah. I, I, I didn't one, one, think the, about one of the first movies by minutes uh, podcast uh, that I, I heard people, the, the host talking about that kind of thing was, was for uh, alien minute. Mm. Oh, yeah. Same kind of yeah, thing. They, huh? they, they, they definitely theorized, I think, along the same lines. Uh, that was the intention in the screenplay. Yeah. Every, yeah, I like the idea of a screenwriter looking at his script, writing a page, and going, mm-hmm. okay, well, did I really have anything in this page? Is there anything that really, really moved the, moved the storyline, or was, was a good joke, or was a good, like, <gasps> you know, like, uh uh, uh uh-huh moment, you know? I almost said, uh uh-uh uh moment, but those are <laughs> moments that you take out of the script, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we could uh, wrap this one up. Eric, you want to let folks know where they can find you in your podcast? Uh, yeah, like I said uh, last time, I got uh, Watchmen Minute and Almost Famous Minute, but I would like to, uh, should definitely have uh, started coming out by now as well. It's called uh, Feels Like Weezer. Oh, and nice. so that's going track by track chronologically with uh, a good guy, uh, Zach, who uh, approached me in the Star Wars Minute listener group. Or you, you approached many people, all the people, but uh, I'm, I'm one of the couple people that piped up. And, uh, Len, so look for that. Len just had like uh, his face just was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, call this man up for a guest spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd like to reserve the good life myself. Uh, oh, <laughs> love that song. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Why did why did you decide to call it "Feels Like Weezer"? Is that a, a reference to a song? Um, I, I just I, I was just went through a lot of the a lot of their tracks, and it is one of the more recent songs. The, the uh, "Feels Like Summer." Oh yeah, from okay. like you know, gosh, like th- three albums ago, maybe I think Pacific Daydreams, maybe. I mean, not not one of their better albums, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that was that was just one that popped out at me and cool. threw threw it out, out as a as a suggestion to Zach. And that's awesome. He seemed to like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I love the idea of a song by song going through the catalog of an artist. Uh, I'm, yeah, I might, is there a Pearl Jam one out there? Because uh, me and mine might jump mm. on that one. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's put a stake in this one. Uh, let's please follow us at on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. My name is Jonas. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Eric. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) (laughs) You're so cool, Brewster.